Welcome to 1989, Inside the Diary of a Wannabe Radio Announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with The Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and The Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy. But way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and a call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 1989. Oh, my giddy aunt. Can we even process this? We are just over halfway through this podcast series. There are about 48 weeks worth of detailed but largely uninspiring diary entries that I scribbled with my own teenage hand. Yeah, there are 52 weeks of a year, but I started this diary on January 8th. And I also took 22 days off in November of 89 to return to Adelaide. And sadly, I just filled out every entry of my diary with the same thing in capital letters again and again. HOLIDAYS! Will we ever get to the bottom of why Teenage Me never bothered to record any actual worthwhile content into any of the hundreds of pages of my 1989 Collins diary? Probably not. So instead, let's just distract ourselves with all the pretty music. This week, back in 1989, with help from chartbeats.com.au's extensive online work, we know it was all about Aussie songs making their chart debut, with Boom Crash Opera's Onion Skin, which had that amazing bottom crash opera backward playing thing, uh, Ian Moss and his telephone booth, which now would be called an iPhone, and Jason Donovan sealed with a kiss, which was the biggest debut of the week in at number 12. The only international debut on June 25 of 89 was some guy Kanye would help discover for millennials in 2015, the one and only Sir Paul McCartney, whose song My Brave Face could only muster up a debut of 39. Thank goodness that Kanye helped rescue his embarrassing non-career, right? Hey, in 1989, actually, Paul McCartney was still eight years away from being knighted by the Queen and scoring the title of Sir, and Kanye was a 12-year-old kid living in Chicago with his mother, and it would be almost another year before Kanye would write a rap song which was called Green Eggs and Ham, original, and then ask his mum to pay for some studio time for him. Hey, coming up in this episode, Teenage Me is all about writing resumes and getting ready to apply for other stations already. Calm down, mate. Way to uh, disrespect the 20 five weeks of not very hard work you've done so far. Uh, Here's proof. I also deliver a bloody awful on-air shift thanks to a hideous hangover. We'll talk more about that shortly. I'll also reuse a joke in my diary and talk myself and my talents up like only a teenager can do. As in, without any proof, skill or clue, but thinking teenage me is fully onto it. Plus, I get my thespian on and go to the theatre and manage to meet another celebrity.
celebrity from the uh, halls of prisoner slash cell block H fame. Oh my God. Tell me wade through all of that. It's time to welcome back another one of my besties. Who is that? 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 Who is this? Who is that? It's MJ, aka Mary, the babysitter from my diary. <laughs> Hi, Benny. How are you, beautiful? Thanks for having... I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me on again. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for indulging me with this crap and palaver. <laughs> I'm loving it. The main reason I've got you back is because this week I realised when I was doing prep for this uh, segment is the week that you did work experience at 6KA. So you came in as mm. a then 14-year-old or maybe 15 at that stage. Um, to actually spend a week at the radio station and learn how radio works. Yes, my uh, my career. I always wanted to be a radio announcer. That's why oh. I used to hang around you guys. I was fascinated. When I was five, I met the breakfast announcer at 6KA. His name was Peter McGeckin. Peter McGeckin? Peter McGeckin. That is such a good name. And I met him at a, a football game that my brother was playing in and my dad introduced me and I just thought he was just the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he was like there commentating the footy, like the local footy game. Oh my and God. I was just like, <gasps> like I, for me, it was like, I don't know, meeting Maynard in the 90s or something. <laughs> Oh, McGeckin again. Oh, or you. Sorry, you. you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me. (laughs) I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Shows so much, really, doesn't it? That's um, okay. A friend of mine once was standing behind um, Maynard in the Centrelink line, so you know oh, that's how some well, things end up. <laughs> bleak. I feel like we should, for some listeners, say who Maynard is. Mm, uh, so he was the breakfast announcer on Triple J in the early nineties. Yeah. And he ended up at Centrelink. Well, all of us have ended up at Centrelink, really, haven't we? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's kind of, it's a badge of honour. Thanks, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I do know that you you mentioned to me before we started recording that you still have a uh, reference from me that uh, I gave to you. I do, I do. I actually have a rewritten one, though. I was very sad I couldn't find the original, but at some point I've decided that a Triple M logo is fancier than a 6KA logo. Oh, well <laughs> and, and so truly. So you really just like put the same stuff in it, though. Can we uh, have a read-through? Yes, absolutely. I kind of wish I'd sent this to you, so you you could have read it in your voice. No, oh, no, this is your chance to shine. <laughs> Welcome to radio, young lady. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, ship sailed. Uh, so, uh, to whom it may concern. Oh, I'm so official. Aside from the typo that's in there, but that's another story. Oh, my God, what's the typo? <laughs> Tell me the typo. It's just, it's just your capitalisation is uh, probably not to the Australian style right, standard. Right. Okay, <laughs> I love okay. a capital. It's a little bit all over the shop. I was always shouty, um, guys. <laughs> um, I have known Mary since 1989 when she did work experience for Northwest Radio in Caratha, where I worked for three years. Oh the concept of work experience at a radio station is often looked upon as a bludge an easy week away from school. So Mary, broke the, <laughs> Mary broke the rules by showing enthusiasm from start to finish. Oh, my God, I love this. It's really good. It's my best one I have still got to this oh, day. Thank you. <laughs> of course, it's been many years since then, and I'm pleased to say that I have remained in contact with Mary over the years. The thing so... that still impresses me is that she continues to show incredible enthusiasm and drive with a mature attitude beyond her years. Oh. Fuck, who am I? (laughs) Man, I know how to spin. (laughs) There's more. (laughs) 
Her workmates always hold her in high regard and she finds it easy to carry out conversations with anyone regardless of age. While I consider myself a friend and a biased, I feel extremely confident that Mary is an outstanding asset for any company and should you choose to employ her, you will reap the benefits tenfold. I 100% agree. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I have an excellent boss now because um, I'm self-employed. Yes. So uh, I, would, I would like to thank you for recommending me. Well, I'm me. glad you hired yourself, young lady. <laughs> and I'm reaping the benefits tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was so official. I love me. And there was not a word of a lie in that. You really did do a lot. But I haven't written any of that in the diary. I just should preempt. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, should we get stuck into uh, all the recollections yeah. about you? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Tenfold. All right, this is uh, June 25. It's a Sunday and it was written at 2.50am. Got up at 6am, feeling sick. I wonder why. There's no question mark there. I wonder why. Um, And, of course, we'll recap that in the last episode, I drank all those B-52s and vodka and oranges. So that is why, you idiot. Um, Went to the toilet. Nothing happened. Went back to bed. Nearly fell out of bed. Bit of a worry. Oh, and I've actually got a question mark. Bit of a worry? So I'm questioning whether that's a bad thing, you know? I think you might still be drunk. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) I slept, got up at 10, got showered. Got showered. That sounds like someone actually came in and showered me, but I would have done it by myself. (laughs) And dressed. Went to the station so Cindy and I could do a tape for our friends. She wasn't there. So I went to their house and we had, ooh, bacon and eggs for breakfast. Yum. Went back to the station, did a bit of a tape. Sean and Julie came over and we went shopping. Then we went to Bees for a barbecue lunch. I cannot believe in the last episode we went to a Friday lunch, a Friday dinner, a Saturday party, and now on a Sunday there's another fucking farewell to Bee who I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember her either, do you? I, I don't. I'm trying, but I it's not ringing a bell. Yeah. I feel like I know coming up in episodes – there's a sales girl called Lee. So I'm wondering if B was the sales girl before Lee. And maybe, I don't know, maybe in radio you all have to have names that rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we went to B's for a barbecue lunch. Got there about two, had lunch at four. I don't know if that's lunch. Very few people turned up. We all left after we'd eaten, which was very rude. <laughs> I love that. I reckon very few people turned up because they probably got sick of the fact that they'd said farewell to B so many times. <laughs> but I also love hungover. We turn up, eat food and just bail. That's so I'm 19. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. <laughs> I love that I say I'm very rude, but then I go, oh, well. Got dropped off at the station. My shift from six till nine involved the Take 40 Australia show. And from after that was me. It was bloody awful. I didn't want to be there tonight. Got home, watched telly till now. See ya! 2.56am. I love that I give myself honest reviews. Yeah, I think that you were never, um, you never had any ego about being a radio announcer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we have talked about the original meeting between MJ and I was you ringing up to say, you need to say your name and never be famous. And I honestly believe I never said my name because I was so embarrassed about the shit that was coming out of my mouth. I didn't want anyone <laughs> to actually know my name. <laughs> Bless me. All right, this is uh, Monday, June 26th. It was written at 2.03am. Got up today just after nine. Got some breakfast and watched television. Got into the shower and went to work. 
Oh, I didn't get dressed. That's shocking for everyone. (laughs) Here we go. Mary is doing work experience all this week. Maybe one day I'll write a CV for her or something. Let's see. (laughs) Oh, it's a reference, not a CV. Oh, you idiot. Anyway, did a commercial which turned out really well, so I really pleased with that. It should say, so I'm really, but it says, so I really pleased with that. So I'm really pleased with that. Maybe that's how I wanted to say. Yeah. No other ads to do, so I spent till six doing nothing. (laughs) And I'm complaining about how I get paid. (laughs) My shift from six till midnight went well. Cindy and Colin came down. She's getting tapes ready to apply for other jobs. I really should be doing the same thing. Still, there's lots of time for that. Yeah. 25 weeks, mate. Pull your head in. Um, Got home about 12.30. Watched movie until now. Watched a movie until now. Off to bed. Night, night to 12am. I'm I'm tricking it up. There's no seers anymore. It's a night, night. (laughs) All right. This is uh, Tuesday, June 27. It was written at 3.14am. Ooh-ee. And that's O-O-H. E-E-H. Ooh-ee. Another late night. No, that's not right. Another early morning. What do they say? And then I've got question mark and then dot, 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 dot. Early to bed, early to rise means you're a bloody nerd. Or something like that. (laughs) 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 I haven't pushed that button for ages. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I should say that I've done that early to bed early to rise thing earlier in this diary. So not even being original, um, but I have followed that up. My dashingly hilarious comment with whoever said that phrase definitely wasn't a radio announcer. Okay. I'm not very wealthy or healthy, but I'm fairly clever. I think (laughs) question mark. You're a fucking moron. A mess, that's what it is. Anyway, got up at 11 today, started the mammoth task of tidying up my bedroom. After all, my mum arrives soon. Didn't finish tidying up. (laughs) Clearly, it was a real pigsty. Went to work just before two. Nothing to do. No one wants to advertise because of the tax and all that stuff. Because of the... Oh, okay. Well, it's June 27, so it's the end of the financial year. So, yeah, no one wants to spend any money. They've already done it. I stuffed around and my shift from six till midnight went really well. Got home at about 12.30 or thereabouts. Watched telly until now. We watched Blood Diner. Now off to bed. Night, 3.19am. Oh, my God, I love Blood Diner. You had a poster of that, I sure do. In my um, book-mounted one. Yeah, in my kitchen. And it says, first they greet you, then they eat you. They eat you. And it was (laughs) like a a really good D-grade horror movie. There's like a scene where they push some girl's head into a deep fryer and she comes up looking like a gigantic Arancini ball on top of a human body and then they just whack it with a stick and her head flies off. (laughs) It's so (laughs) mental. But, God, I love that movie. (laughs) You need to watch it. Find a copy and be prepared to get really stoned because you probably won't enjoy it otherwise. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's take in Wednesday, June 28. This is written at 2.11am. Today, I ain't get up until... What? Today I ain't get up until, oh, um, about 11.30am, which was lovely. Ugh, anytime you want to write correct English. Uh, Julie wasn't very well at all. She went to work, got sent home and told to go to the doctors. 
Mm, she must have been ill. We sat and watched television till 1.45, specific. Then I drove Julie to the doctor's. That's why it's specific. Went to the chemist <laughs> and to the station. The doctor suggested she take three days off work. Oh, lucky. I seem to remember me having diarrhoea and still working anyway. <laughs> Easier for the receptionist. Went home and she went to bed and Sean and I went into town, got some food for lunch and some videos, made lunch at home, ate, watched television. I washed the dishes. Oh, man. The engaging content just continues, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Got tea ready at about 6pm. I made curry using my dad's tried and tested recipe. Yum, yum. It was great. I should have mentioned. Made curry. It was my dad's recipe. (laughs) Um, and I have pulled that recipe up because it's still one of my favourite things to make because, you know, when your parents make something as a kid and you're just like, oh, yeah, I love this. Are you there? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm oh. sorry, Ben. I wondered why you're, there was a you're... long pause. But then I, as soon as you said no, I went, oh, okay, now I understand. <laughs> oh, no, sweetie. You're city folk. <laughs> Um, no, I, I grew up on a diet of um, burnt chops and vegetables that just had every nutrient boiled out. Oh, my God. I love you, you no. poor thing. <laughs> well, for those playing at home, Graz's curry, which is a favourite with my brothers and I, my mum's a bit anti it because she doesn't make it, um, is like a kilo of chuck steak and then you get like two tablespoons of plain flour and two tablespoons of just madras curry powder and you put salt and pepper and that into a bag and you throw the meat in that and ra- and shake it around. And then you saute it off with a brown onion and two cloves of garlic and you add a handful of sultanas, a green apple chopped up into little bits and a litre of chicken stock and you cook it on slow and low with the lid on for about three or four hours and then you refrigerate it overnight and have it the following day. And it is amazing! That is going in my slow cooker this weekend. Do it. You'll love it. I mean, it's bog standard. I I feel like it's probably a recipe that butchers just have on their hands to just sell their chuck steak or their... What what else did he say? You can use chuck steak or gravy beef. Low (laughs) and slow and just a few handfuls of 70s type ingredients. Yummy. Uh, Anyway. No, that's just what what I'm saying. I want you to have a slow cooker book now and I want you to call it low and slow. Low and slow. Yeah, no, my dad would always say, I wonder what the poor people of Peru are doing right now. And we used to say, one day we're going to fucking send you and you can find out. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) yum, yum, it was great. We've watched telly till now and I retype my resumes. I'll now have to organise a letter and do an audition tape. Hmm, so much to do, so little time in which to do it. Goodness gracious, question mark. See ya, 2.18am. Yeah, thank goodness, because night, night, and then night wasn't doing it for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is June 29. It's a Thursday, and this is written at 1.38am. Today, I didn't get up until 12.30. Watch television. Guess what I did then? You ate. No, I showered. Oh, sorry, sorry. Did you shower yourself or were you showered? Who can say? It doesn't doesn't go into detail. Started at my balls and worked my way up. Uh, Thank you, Ben, for that visual. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just realised it's a bad visual. <laughs> I went into town with Sean at about 4.30pm. We went to the bank, then to Super Kmart to do some shopping. Well, actually, we did all the weekly shopping. I then went and called mum and dad. Found out that mum arrives on Wednesday, not Tuesday, and they leave on Saturday, not Friday, which is much better. Got home just after six. Dropped Mary home. Hang on a minute. There's no mention of you whatsoever. Oh, no, I've just been there the whole time. Like, right. it's Monday. Just... <laughs> so, yeah. That was work I'm experience. Up to, yeah, I went, went to work experience and I'm still there. <laughs> oh, well, you should have stayed. <laughs> I was too nervous to ask what time I knock off. So. <laughs> <laughs> just hung around like a bad smell. Well, you missed out because I came home and made pizzas for tea. God knows what they were like. Uh, watched some videos and I started my ironing. Got all my shirts done, but not the T-shirts. Oh, my God, I actually ironed T-shirts? Oh, well, there's always tomorrow. Wow, look for the bright lining, mate. <laughs> Jan goes down to Perth this weekend, so I'll have to feed her cats and pick her up on Sunday at about 7.30. Now I'm going to sleep. 1.50 a.m. No see-ers, no nine-eyes, no adios. Whatever. All right, let's take in Friday, June 30. This is written at 12.20 a.m. Well, today being a Friday, I had to be at work at 10. Well, you'll never guess. I was up at 8. Yep, that's right, 8 a.m. Got to work just before 10. Took Jan's car and filled it up with petrol. No wonder she lends me her car. I just keep filling it up. (laughs) (laughs) Did some commercials and went into town to post off my birthday present to Sarah. Oops, slightly late? Question mark. Really, 19-year-old me had no clue about question marks, when to use them or how to use them. I find that quite shocking. <laughs> my, sh- my shift from two to six went exceptionally well. Oh, I did spell that correctly. Okay. I had a great time. Julie has booked, or rather had booked, tickets to go and see Amanda Muggleton in the play, and then this is written in capital letters with inverted commas, Shirley Valentine. So I got home about 6.45 after feeding Jan's cats and we got ready. Went to the Overland for drinks and then off to the Walkington Theatre. Sashay away. Um, Mm -hmm. Mark, Richie and Lee came too. It was absolutely brilliant. The play finished about 10.30 and afterwards we got to meet Amanda. She's such a wonderful lady. So bloody funny. I've just come from there now. Oh well, breakfast tomorrow. Night! 12.31am. Look at me hobnobbing with the celebs. I'm pretty sure she's still doing that play. It wouldn't surprise me. She was bloody good. <laughs> I I think I saw her do it at like the Kalamunda Theatre that we have here in the last few years. Just when yeah, you said right. it, I thought, I'm actually positive I've seen her in Shelley Balance. Should we do an Akosa search? Let's do a quick Akosa search. Uh, everyone, okay. while I'm doing that, just search for things on Akosa because instead of Google, when you search on Akosa, E-C-O-S-I-A.com, uh, you actually plant trees. How good is that? Planting trees, planting trees. Planting trees, planting trees. Yeah, 2016. And on her website, she looks like, um, she's doing a play about the rise of Melbourne's cosmetic queen, Helena Rubenstein. That was meant to happen in July, so my posit is that that never happened <laughs> with lockdown and all. <laughs> all right, so let's just take in our final entry. This is um, Saturday, July 1st. It was written at 11.39pm. Not to bed yet, folks. Don't worry. Oh, you won't lose your cool, mate. Got up at 5am today, showered and into the station by about 525 Specific. My shift from six till midday went rather well. No complaints. Richie came in to say hi. 
And I've written a question mark and two <laughs> exclamation points after that. So to say, hi, hi. <laughs> Julie and I went to Lee's for lunch and then we went shopping. I came home, vacuumed the house, then returned the vacuum to the station. Did a couple of commercials and copy checked one and they loved it, which was great. My voice is really sounding, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. My voice is really sounding good now. Not that I'm a swellhead, but I'm just really pleased with it. <laughs> a swellhead? A swellhead. What the fuck is a swellhead? <laughs> I'm more likely a cockhead. <laughs> anyway, I'm so great, happy. Uh, I'm so great and happy and, no, oh, I can't even speak English. Piss off. Anyway, went home, had some tea, and then went to Jan's, fed her cats and stayed there until about 9.15. Actually, I fell asleep in front of the television, came home, got my wallet and went to the video library, borrowed some movies, and I'm going to finish watching them now. See ya, 11.51pm. I love that I took time out before I watched my movies just to fill out my diary, get things down on paper for everyone. It's a little bit proactive of you. Yeah. No, did your mum ever meet Jan? Yes. Oh, good. I just didn't know. Yeah, and I was just yeah. like, because that's like your Karatha mum and your real mum. Yeah. Meeting. And coming up in uh, forthcoming episodes, in fact, the very next episode, my mum and my little brother Tom join me and we cover all, all of that because there's actually a surprise birthday party at Jan's. And so, yeah, she definitely met Jan. I don't know if I ever said she's my Karatha mum to my mum, though. <laughs> Sorry. No. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it's okay. If she's listened to this, which she better have listened to this, uh, she'll know that I've said that. <laughs> and if she hasn't listened to this, then, ha ha, suck shit, mum. You need to bring it up with me. Otherwise, I know you haven't been listening. <laughs> oh, it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe someone will tell her. <laughs> All right, baby, thank you so much for taking time out again to join me. My pleasure, Benny. Anytime. I love it. I love it. And I love you. I'm <laughs> sorry that there weren't more recollections about your time of work experience. I remember one thing, and I'm surprised you didn't write it down. The what? Friday, we went to the tavern for lunch, and you and I had chicken Maryland. Yum. Because I'd never had it before in my life. And right. you were explaining to me it was and how it was cut because your dad was a butcher. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. No, you were. And that it was actually half a chicken and you were like, are you sure you could eat that? And I did. Oh, see, a chicken Maryland is just the thigh, the leg bit. So maybe... Oh, okay. Well, maybe you were criticising it going, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was literally half a chicken, and I yeah. was just, yeah. I would want yeah, half a chicken. Well, you had it that day, baby. Thanks, darling. <laughs> I love that you remembered that. All right, coming up in the next episode, my mom, as I said, and my little brother Tom get on a bus to come see me in Karatha for my 20th birthday, the poor things. Imagine bussing 2,648 kilometres or two days and 21 hours to Karatha from Adelaide in 1989. Oh, my God, I just imagined it. It would be fucking horrific. Together, we'll do some touristy things, watch a lot of television, duh, and my depression kicks in again without any explains. But my mum will fix it with an early birthday surprise. Plus, I apparently fall asleep at the drive-in with my mum, my brother, and my roomie, Julie, and I let one rip while I'm sleeping. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I like to try and help raise Indigenous voices in every episode. I don't know if they want to be involved with me and my secret sleepy farts, but here we are. Hey, this time around, I want to give props to Nagala Creative. They're a creative communications agency 
whose focus is in contemporary design, originality, and collaboration. And they're also the go-to space for statement clothing, earrings, pins, and stickers. You'll find them at nungalacreative.com or Nungala Creative on Instagram. There's so much eye candy for you to see, support, and purchase, so please make sure you give them a viewing and a follow. The uh, theme tune is back, so once again, I want to say thanks to the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for his brilliant efforts in creating it, and Tata Jezelenko for all the other audio bits. Boy, did we play Cockhead a few times. And have you shared this show with anyone yet? Just do a copy and paste into someone's inbox or DM it to someone that you know who might like having a giggle at my expense. You'll find us on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. So subscribe and share a review if you can be bothered. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter if you're feeling it at 19 in 89. And until next time, I am loving you from here. Check you later. See ya. Bye.